they say listening to a podcast is a good habit so we are here with season 2 of art saga dialogue i am glad that you tuned in here to listen our guest architect kiran patel in this podcast we discuss about his journey and his love for sketching you will definitely learn many things out of this one as i did a video of this podcast is available on youtube link is added in the description let's start season 2 with a bang So hello sir welcome to Art Saga Dialogue and thank you for taking out time for this interview and I still remember I got a reply from you and I was so happy that I will be getting a chance to have this interview with you Okay thank you so much yeah for your invitation So starting our discussion today with our first segment which is PSD philosophy story and design So sir can you tell how can you define your design philosophy Okay I mean uh, anybody is in their journey will have a design philosophy right from beginning of their career as you pass by and as you move forward to journey of architecture or design or interior designing or landscaping designing your thought process also keeps changing and that's how your design process gets evolve slowly there when you become an architect you want to become le corbusier you want to become louis carl you want to replicate those those kind of work slowly you start getting more and more of maturity and that's how your design philosophy uh, does change yes there's always a influence of what you study there's so much of influence of your professors uh it there's so much of influence of your school itself so that makes lots of uh, difference because that's how you have been trained so that remain forever uh, till you practice because you have very good memory of those things so for at the moment i would say uh, uh, design uh, philosophy we call it hp itself is like a design philosophy we say very we are very happy we are very positive about whatever the works comes but yes we as a designers we are accountable i mean because we work for the buildings which which will stay for generations and whatever we create has a loss of impact on the people who are using that that means whatever you create cannot be taken for granted or for a fun or with a ease but we are as a designers we are absolutely responsible and accountable for that so that's a one way of uh, uh, what you call a philosophy about the service giving to the uh, people is a professional uh, and second is the one which is about design philosophy i mean yes that's a your um, uh, let's say sincerity towards the work uh, but the second is the, like the actual design philosophy and <clears throat> that i would say that uh, we try to become like a versatile we don't have any particular style a particular liking for the kind of thing but definitely whatever we design we try to blend with the nature with the landscaping and uh, try to connect whatever we create so people who are using that place can how best they can be connected with the nature so that that's that's uh, that's uh, one can say like a design philosophy second is whatever style one can say is very modern something like very concrete the way you see on the background of our own house and uh, or maybe there is something very traditional like the house of kerala or is fine from gujarat or maybe goa house so 
all all are those are like a different style so we respect uh, each kind of architecture we listen to the uh, the client and try to work what they like but as a designers we try to work with the timelessness so i would say timelessness would be the second very prime aspect of our designer after connecting to nature would be the whatever we try to design we try to see that it should not become fade out after the years and it stay ever a beautiful that's a big task slowly if you work upon you slowly realize that and that's how you with lots of excitement you come with some form and everything but we try to filter it out because we think is it going to be a timeless or not and then slowly you come with a very simplistic end results but it stays forever yes so like what has been your inspiration for architecture yeah i mean <clears throat> yes uh, i always wanted to be an architecture uh, i always wanted to come into the architecture uh, so uh, i think uh, lots of things in surrounding with the family my brothers were uh, civil engineer builders my father was town planner uh, working in government and uh, our neighbors were the dean of the or the main one of the key people of the nid national institute of design which is very famous institute in amdavad so all this surrounding actually made me so there is something called architecture and that inspired me to go to the architecture uh for me uh, i mean you wanted to know about what is the inspiration in architecture what exactly you want to say what has been your inspiration like to be in architecture field yeah so so this 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 uh, this aspect of my uh, my father uh, being a town planner uh, and my brother being a civil engineer and they used to make a model when i was very i, I was a quite young kid because i i was youngest in the family and my brothers are quite uh, uh, there is a gap of 7 years so they were like real buddies big brothers so they when they were in college i was still a kid in school and they used to make a model and then uh, he said this is we engineers makes the building but architects design so that's how i came uh, in the world of, world of architecture i said wow this seems to be good that we can design and the engineers can build and then there was a beautiful house coming next to our house from this nid professor and it was nice exposed brick work and it was a very different kind of building and then that also connect me that wow this somebody is coming every weekend i i used to see them coming there with the photographer dasrath patel very known photographer and they used to see the the way building was setting up like an artist watching the canvas and i think those those my childhood memory actually made me to move towards architecture and that's how i just entered to architecture so sir i have also read about it that you love sketching a lot so can you please tell us more about it yeah i think sketching is a very good tool i mean i i uh, i mean we grow well uh, we study architecture design uh, that time there was no computers so obviously the design tool was uh, sketching and uh, we had lovely uh, faculties uh, right from architect bv dosi award winner uh, he was a founder of the college at sept Uh, and he always has a big pocket and he used to put pencil and whenever he will sketch it or even he comes for a jury and if he likes something being a student we are explaining he will take out his diary and he will sketch it out so we saw the, the those kind of uh, that uh, great teachers also were uh, uh, always good at uh, sketching and our faculty also insists upon making sketches so that's how the sketching become a good tool second somehow i was always connected with the fine arts 
so uh, we had our fine arts faculty i mean the, the painting faculty was the um, professor called piraji sagra he was i i, I would rank him as like ocean I, i mean they were all buddies and that much talented artists so, so somehow i really get connected with the painting and all my five years of elective subjects i took always a painting so people would go to the different different subjects but i always prefer to take a elective as a paintings which was never compulsory after second year but i took it so that's how i actually fall lot more into different techniques of drawing from watercolor to sculpture so everything so somehow by the time i become an architect the i was well equipped with the uh, sketching it's become very part of it it's become very easy you know we say that when the art become artless so i become very fearless with that so that's how you keep on doing and then then year after year you in fact improve yourself drastically and that's how i mean i love about uh, you know sketching and putting the things on memory i still have i was always good in the uh, sketching and i still have a, a memory of my second year uh, uh, the subject of history of architecture and i could not understand anything what your professor taught us and i was from the basic i graduated in schooling from the gujarati medium not english medium standard so for me for second year was difficult to understand pick up the english language of college so entire semester had gone and um, uh, there was the exam next day and i was really wondering i ke mujhe kuch bhi nahi aa raha hai how can i will clear the school, uh, the history of architecture uh, exams and i asked one dear friend who was like obviously Uh, very good at english and everything in literature i say why don't you know explain me about what has been taught and that uh, uh, the guy is a faculty of professor in um, Raj, uh, baroda rashtra school at the moment so he explained me about everything here and this is what the professor taught in a very our native language in gujarati and next we ran a, we had an exam and then so i could understood everything so well because he really explained me about how the byzantine architecture works versus christianity and what is the christian church plan versus the greek church and what are the architecture of character of the roman versus greek and so many things you know so when the exams came i could understand but i could not write so what i did i sketched them out everything and i thought aaj pass bhi ho gaya to bahut ho gaya and after a week the professor kulbhushan jain very renowned architect Uh, and a scholar he came with my paper and he saw to everybody he say i will give 100 out of 100 to this guy because this is an answer book of an architect and thus i realized the power of sketch so yeah and then in practice i would say there was another professor called sarat javeri who used to work with kalatrava in switzerland and he is a gujarati guy so he yeah, i mean surprisingly he, he he lives in the same complex near to our office so he used to come and he came one day with a, some video of kalatrava where he is making watercolor and that's how in that time i picked up the watercolor is a design process of that so that's how i i absolutely because i because of good faculty because of good colleague in a career i could pick up a, a sketching as a tool and which uh, says much more well than the photography or the maybe you know writing writing i would now i would say writing is also equally important to put your thoughts through uh, the letters that's also something very interesting thing yeah but i would say that that doesn't mean that today's architect has to be as good in sketching 
if they are very good in uh, their computer software equally good i mean because yeah. i had a tool of my hand sketching but maybe two days a young architect would have another way of working with a computer so that's yeah. fair enough i am not in favor of much that our faculty says ki aapko seekhna padega seekhne par no if you are comfortable with computers i mean it's a matter of bringing out your thoughts in a abstract way rather than basic uh, autocad drawings that's what it is yeah but so one thing is common between younger architects and the architects like before that history of architecture troubles everyone <laughs> <laughs> very true yeah so but it's interesting next, subject as well yeah yes so my next question to you is, uh, you is your architectural experience as a student and as a pra- practicing architect okay i i would say that uh, i was i passed out from school of architecture uh, cept from amdavad which is one of the renowned school so that was a good uh, advantage i could get it and luckily we have lovely faculty right from uh, uh, architect called kiran pandya to leo pereira bv dosi rajesh sir so everybody vasavada sir i mean kulbhushan uh, jain and number of all the faculties were fantastic i mean absolutely dedicated to the field of architecture uh, professor kula worki and no so the that's uh, that's where uh, 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 i think we realized that uh, you do actually dive into the portion of uh, architecture so that that's that's become uh, uh, one of the major part uh, uh into the uh, sincerely towards a design process second i i was able to i went back to the um, in my third year i was selected for the exchange program and i went to switzerland and that uh, one year staying in switzerland actually made huge impact on my uh, sincerely towards the work because i could see that the swiss people are really good at detailing really sincere about the whatever they do Uh, and that's made me to realize that speak less and work more from swiss people so so that that that's uh, that was uh, one during the uh, let's say so school time what was the question again if we elaborate i can say about the practice and experience as a practicing architect now yeah so th- this was like uh, in college uh, this made us to real hardcore uh, architect uh, right from beginning to prepare for this because uh the school has taught us to take it the your subject uh, or your professor very seriously and uh, second also like somehow i always had a uh, understanding towards a professional way of working so whenever there was vacation i used to go and work to a few architects the local architects so there there i could i i could enter in little early stage of while i was in second year third year i used to go in vacation and work with different architects of uh, just for my own learning nothing else so that that's how i when i unless i i i could actually graduate i was already i knew what are the architect firms are working and uh, so after graduation i also went to work in switzerland for a one year uh, but uh, then what happened that my brothers they are the real good builders and they say why don't you come back and there's a project for you to work so i had to actually jump straight to the practice uh, Uh, but i think my college time when i have worked with various architects it has helped me so i could sense uh, the way of this and then the habit of uh, studying whenever i get the chance i don't miss that out so that's uh, i i i'm say i can say that i'm still a student student and i would like to wherever i get the opportunity to work some with some somewhere somewhere 
I, I'm always eager. So in these small courses, I would go. So I, I went to Glare Market uh, Masterclass. Is a Australian architect. You Chris Gayor, winner. I went in 2005. I was the first uh, Indian architect who did masterclass with Glare Market. Now so there are so many people that's gone after me. So the, the, that's kind of I do online uh, landscaping learning with the masters and kind of things. So wherever I get the opportunity to. chance to work with somebody i always get it so that's that's what become an inspiration because you keep on seeing different work of architects and follow them yeah and now it definitely helps instagram you i when normal for someone post something i will zoom it out and i think unke piche kya hai unki pencil kaun se hai unka kaun sa paper hai no so that's what uh, is the curiosity i still have being a uh, let's say uh, so called uh, uh, successful architect but i'm still like a is curious like you guys so instagram has been a good medium that we can see the architects work from around the world and that is like a good tool for us right now absolutely right so yeah. moving on to our second segment it is bit about knowing knowing you as an architect so the segment 2 is knowing the process so uh, can you tell about the project which is close to your heart i think many projects are very close to heart i mean i couldn't say that you no know, if it's something like you ask your somebody your father and you say which run you are the uh, the dearest to so you would say obviously all of them has their own quality and um, equally yes there are certain projects which are uh, close to your heart because of its own challenge uh, different kind of uh, uh, scale of working i would say uh there was one small community center we did called manav gulzar gulzar which is in a um, under is for under privileged students and uh, we designed uh, the community center for them with very tight budget and it was a money from donation so we have to be accountable whatever is spent we have to see that is the money has come from someone and whatever is spent we are accountable for that so that end result has come good because uh, when you see the young kids uh, using their space and uh, improving their life life and uh, you feel very blessed because uh, uh, i mean it's very difficult to capture this project into the photography but it's uh, it's a place to experience so i would say the manav gurza is a one which is very powerful because we cannot capture the quality of that place and space in picture so that's beyond beyond your let's say picture so that those kind of projects are very rare i mean one no one can say that you can sense it but you cannot capture so there are so that that's so that's a project which is very close to that yes we did some uh, long years ago we did the dada mia mosque which was very close because it was different in terms of urban planning but it came out very nicely in a tight uh, space so that that was a good a yeah, couple of good houses we did where we are in. i would say also there are many real estate projects are very close to heart because the use when you go back i we have designed one project called we call it frenji pani and um, we we could sense that i always go like to go back and check how people are using it and you see that happiness of people then i will i will just talk and randomly you know even after this almost 7 8 years people say yeah we love this place and you feel really happy because uh, uh you have created something which is really nice for them so uh what defines a good design yeah uh i think uh, something which serves a uh, purpose to your client is a good design 
so um, i would say we were rather than imposing a kind of a good design you should try to absorb what your uh, projects demand be open minded uh, don't uh, keep the mental block of your liking but uh, be uh, a risk taker about even if you if you're not comfortable uh, but if some uh, some project demand try to work upon and end results comes where uh, over the years is still functioning well uh, in terms of uh, function not in terms of aesthetics i would say i would say the good design i would like to ask you one more question that what is the importance of light in architecture according to you light is a very fantastic element uh, light is the one which brings energy i mean that's what we have actually learned to observe the light during the lockdown i mean we were all uh, including you and me we uh, we all were in madras of uh, work or studies or what not and we ne- or socializing or we never observe the the way the sun moves and um, uh, because of a lockdown you were stuck to the one one spot and you realize that every day the sun moves differently i mean every day so the lockdown started from march and it continued for three months three months you realize that every day the sun would sunset set in a little little different angles and then you realize oh my god in winter it really moves so much towards the other side you know so uh, suddenly you realize that uh, there are so much of magic dynamism of uh, uh, light and if you play your architecture will become dynamic every day because it's every day is beautiful so that's where uh, we feel uh, surprisingly we didn't uh, we didn't work much with the light in our project but we were working to have a relation between our uh, architecture and inside our uh, spaces versus outside garden because that's how we wanted to connect with the nature and surprisingly because of that our buildings had a larger opening and that's how the light penetrated inside so well and we realized that this is so much of joy of light having inside so that's the, that's the one part of it so that's the natural light and the same way we realize the importance of light and then if you think of artificial light it is a subject by itself and i i would say that we really need to work i mean i i respect the uh, so called lighting engineers or lighting designers but i would say as a design by yourself i mean you should design the artificial light i mean you can take the help of those technical people who are experts in that but kind of designing ambiance i mean you have to design by yourself so there are beauty of artificial light as well as natural light so one more additional question to you like in this segment what's your take on sustainable architecture yeah i mean sustainable architecture is a must for today's uh, time because we have to slow down because we have fast forward so much so much that you i mean in india we see that you feel very painful things about the way when we travel on the road or we just travel to even including the village is kind of the plastic so throwing and garbage is there and we are just uh, it's crazy and and suddenly like uh, we had seen in us that uh, waste of uh, uh, material if you just buy one sandwich but you can you get so much of extra stuff which you just throw it away we were never like that but we we adopted the same thing for easiness of the things then we say it's a hygiene point of view and a lot many i would say answer to that which could be right or which could be it's everybody's own perception so i can't say that using the steel vessel and dc and use and wash 
is a much better than the eating on the paper uh, paper dish i mean or giving the tea to the somebody on a, um, the paper cup would be a more hygiene compared to you repeat the that thing and just clean with the the what you call rack we say no it's a s s uh, from the call so i mean so those were the wonderful thing but then it's very personal for me it is okay somebody is not so i can but what happened that we have been using our resource so much so much that we need to really slow down and we have to work towards a sustainable architecture uh, so that's must i mean it's the thought process should not go away now i cannot become a masters of that because it will again vary to vary so somebody who's really good at you will say okay, what this really say ye baatein badi karta hai but wo khud to karta nahi right so i say that's okay but still you have that thing in mind that how can i be a sustainable uh designer or how can i bring little sustainability to those things that's how is a collective work so it will happen and not slowly it will i'm sure there is going to be solution in near future i mean i just try to think of the kind of petrol we are using and uh, now if people say that the ev uh, electrical vehicle will completely going to change the in next 5 years people say that the battery itself is more hazardous than the petrol something we understand but just try to imagine uh, i mean entire nagpur you are from nagpur i am from ahmedabad just imagine the entire city is on electric vehicle the kind of um, the noise pollution will be reduced one cannot believe it so there are so many advances slowly we all will going to come understand but yes sustainability is very very important uh, to keep in mind even even you are making the most expensive villa from people it is always good to say to your client about sustainability forget it itna bhi kar diya to bhi better than not doing anything so they will think of something of you know and that's how you talk to the never give up the idea of sustainability so personally as an architect i love exposed bricks and concrete structures so even i'm seeing an exposed uh, like uh, artwork at your background so right. as an architect do you love to explore these materials and again what uh, different materials you want to explore in future right so yes uh, the uh, the i mean exposed concrete and exposed brick that's where amdavad is known for it so we have let's say broad and broader with the, that those building which are very simple but yet very beautiful with that material palette of exposed brick and uh, exposed concrete so obviously that that has influenced to our way and uh, wherever we get a chance where clients are comfortable we impose or we like to use that material palette so yeah, it's a fantastic material palette yes i am but i am very open to the rest of the other material i can't say that that's uh, that's the very good another is not so i also like the natural stone and use of natural stone uh, even using the natural stone as a cladding material is also a wonderful thing so that's uh, also good to, uh, uh material pellet for us to work i love wood i would say glass is the one which i love the most and uh, try to use it uh, in a way that which connects the inside and outside that is only material which is transparent and you can actually connect inside to outside yeah so uh moving on to our next segment which is advice to the aspirants so okay. what uh, should be an aspiring architect slash intern expect being part of your firm and one more question to that 
uh, what should be the technicals and soft skills do you consider while hiring an intern or an architect okay so i would say um, there is a desire and burning desire for the or passion for designing is the one we look for who are also join office we say uh, entering the war uh, offices like war i mean it may look beautiful and rosy pictures in the magazine or the blogs but there's so much of uh, hard work is there so much and in our professionalism there's so much of demand and uh, i mean i would say that clients are right so um, this i i i say that there is always a tear in eyes once in a week for me i mean somewhere i fail to justify the projects and clients de- demand and they make us cry it is is that tough is our profession and uh, it's no i mean earlier there was a lot more respect for a designer now that has gone they say it's a professional i i pay you you are under my service you just have to deliver uh, earlier it was like a, a being a doctor that yes you pay to the doctors but you have respect to the doctor because it is uh, some respectful figure which was very similar for designers uh, architects and now it has gone it's uh, it's a hardcore demand from the client so we we always say that whoever wants to join has to have a lot more desire for creativity so we only work with the creativity and nothing else and that's where we have a, a joy of working so whoever want to come to the office or join the our practice uh, we want them to have a um, love for uh, design so that's the very basic thing and that's all if you are not good at the kind of uh, uh, technology is fine you uh, you don't have much of experience that's fine but that kind of thing so basically uh, i mean and then i always say that you should engross so much ke bhi chai ka cup bhi aaya hai to you just forget there's a tea to drink no or uh, uh, kind of uh, i mean you get engrossed so much that you forget over your surrounding so that kind of thing our office is absolutely like a studio is not at all like office is absolutely back to the college and kind of atmosphere so that's everybody loves it the yes, soft skill definitely good good at the computers because that's a basic tool so obviously the software called uh, i mean autocad is obviously is a basic tool for everyone sketchup is another one uh, uh the rendering is the 3d max or photoshop or uh, i would say uh vire or to use it if you are good in other other uh, like rhino and all this we are all we feel nice but apart from that we really want somebody who has a good sense of compass i mean so this tool most of the people students they know but now the tool software is so much i mean if you if you are doing let's say rendering in lumion or 3d max you have so much ready uh, uh, things available so when you are making one house and you will put a car there and you will put the uh garden set there and maybe five trees but you have to compose them nicely you will see that what goes well otherwise it's it's become like uh, chaotic so that that is very important so the sense of composition is very important so for me whenever i see the work anybody who applies to the office i would definitely see his portfolio in terms of his own composition so that's when i i will just flip through and i will try to understand what kind of composition of his portfolio is there then i will go as a second step to go what kind of project detail he has done so for me sense of composition uh, is very important because uh, you have so much thing but you have to arrange nicely 
so that's what I, we would be looking for uh, and uh, obviously the people who come to us they learn the way of uh, more about the uh, 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 relation between architecture interior and landscape all together because we generally does do the work all together so that's how it it's, it makes more sense for people to become sensitive towards whatever you are feeling that if you are the interior designer you are much more understanding of architecture and much more understanding of landscaping because sitting side by side so that's how it really helps the people who are just having expertise in one field uh, after the couple of years working with us they really understand the importance of the other field with the good knowledge of that what do you think should be taught in architecture school differently which might help students when they are out in the field i would say one interest studio is must for all the colleges i mean uh, so in maybe third year fourth year there has to be a project where they are designing either in tokyo or that is designing in munich or that is in switzerland in zurich or maybe in manhattan right in center of manhattan so what happened that no like today if some japanese guys coming japanese architect is coming to work in india he has so much of confidence but a indian architect is just to work in paris he will i mean he will have doubt on himself because we are not exposed to that and because we are still not the less uh, the one of the top countries of the world we have little inferiority complex which is okay which is that's fine but uh, one has to come out from there so if you get the work in tokyo i mean you should be able to sound his confident the way a architect from tokyo is working in nagpur so you you sense that so what happens that how how we educate how we get get them exposure because it's, it's something like a guy is working in mumbai has a very confidence to work in very small town let's say called nadiad next to amdavad because he thinks i know so much where a boy from nadiad will have a tough time even his intelligence have a tough time to prove himself to work in mumbai so same thing in country wise so what happened that in education if you have one one studio like that what happened that uh, you if you are a project in manhattan you you study the bylaws of manhattan you study the how the 80 story building bylaws are there next to each other you know so much of confidence i mean for me it's it's happened in reality because i went in exchange program and i i work in switzerland so i know how the uh, swiss architects practice works in switzerland what are the bylaws what are the way of so it's nothing much different than the way we work but i have confidence because i have work in those office so what happened when i got the work to in france i had lots of confidence because it was next country next to switzerland so for me there was no fear of working on the project which was live project for uh, in france so that's what so i i would say in our education uh, uh, if uh, uh, if you can also tell your faculty or something they must include one international studio compulsory that's how student will have confidence professor will understand also a lot more practice and there nowadays is so much of collaboration i'm sure if you say that okay we want to design a building in madrid or barcelona the faculty of that college will definitely help you out so much and now because of technology so much is online there so it's now much easy but then you end up getting good confidence on that and maybe on those you can also have the faculty from barcelona online explain uh, you do your jury in front of them and you come to know about much more about other uh, um, areas uh, people think about the architecture so that's that's a must i would say i would say that also for my for my philosophy that uh, 
architecture interior landscaping is a one is a, it's a one integrated part and when you let's say, study only architecture there has to be imposed on interior designing and also in landscaping design maybe some some kind of courses in between just should be uh, have like compulsory uh, electives for landscaping and elective of la- interior designing is must if you are let's say taking a interior designing as a main course then architecture and landscaping should become a part of electives so that will help because they, they go side by side it's very important even somebody else is working that collaborative method is important so when you want to convey your uh, thinking it's easy for other person to because i have seen most of the project uh, all three people they don't even meet and everybody has their own philosophy uh, ego is uh, not a right word but philosophy uh, where, 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 they, they, where they would uh, not gel with each other and finally project gets suffer so we have to really uh, have that thing right from beginning so there's a nice because collaboration actually helps you out i mean so that uh, that collaborative way of working is must and third is also having collaboration of a one project where architecture student interior designer student and landscaping student is working together for one project so that also uh, brings you to understanding how the in professional life you can work so i would say this collaboration is the one thing the relation with architecture interior is the second part and third is internal studio i think these are three good thing maybe college should uh, adopt so i think collaboration exposure to uh, like architects with uh, like international studios as you told is very important so moving on to a last question in in your opinion how to keep looking for motivation uh yeah for for uh, yeah you have to keep uh, looking for motivation for for entire life and uh, and that that's uh, even even the very senior architect like you know uh bidos is the best example at the age of 90 plus is still like a child and like a student and is is so keen and to you know like so uh yeah yes you require motivation now what happened that is a long journey people may get tired of what you have been doing sometimes what happens that if you have a good successful story or something you it's like easy ride not easy ride in a way that you have so much positivity because you are on the same you are going on track and there's lot more uh, with uh, god blessings you got that opportunity to keep on moving so that does but that that doesn't happen for everyone there are people who absolutely struggle in between uh, getting project getting converted into project or the way you thought end results is coming completely different people are not understanding so this are the part of things even happens to me also but it can happen to others so obviously what you look for you look for motivation so for me that obviously there are lots of good work of architects i would like to travel see their work now online you try to see it so that's the one motivation actually physically visiting those building makes you very excited about nova yes uh, uh, review, going through the magazine and you find some good project also motivates motivates you to do a good work that's the one apart from that i have learned a technique of learning apart from the architecture so i i, I would rather love to meet uh, uh, the uh, fine arts painter and discuss with him about the life of and everything and get uh, motivation uh, going away from your your own 
core profession. So going away from that and going, let's say, yoga teacher and working with the people, try to understand, or going for some sports where you all are running together and after running you are sitting together. So those are the things actually keeps motivating you from the stress level which you have, the pressure, what you have in your day-to-day practice. I mean, the, it's, it's, it's a huge, huge pressure. I, I also feel I can imagine people, uh, every everybody feels and this uh, absolutely nightmare happens in the night. So much of competition within your colleague or friends. And I, I, I'm sure if somebody asks you who, who was your best friend, you will say, my school friend. Because in, in your professional career, you are on a war. You are in a. You are in competition. You are in competition with your own friends. So even uh, you were great buddies in the school, college, in professor career, you have you are you are like enemies. Enemies is not the right word. But you are like competitors. And then you are somehow you are uh, struggling for your own professional career. You are not able to share those emotions with your friends. Maybe you are not even able to meet them. No, because that's 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 the reality. And. After the years of, let's say, like of my age or even older people, they say, Uska koi matlab tha. but that's the way it happens. So uh, you have to really find the motivation. And those all actually brings a lot of stress in your life. So yes, motivation is important. So I think going away, cutting it down, stopping somewhere, that's really makes sense. I, I would say to young art, art, art the practitioner that don't give up your sports. I mean, the, and second is don't give up your the best uh, best timing. If you're good in the morning, just keep with you. Don't give it to anyone. I mean, that those are your creative hours. Whatever you feel like doing, yes, you want to sit and work on computer. Just keep for yourself. You are very good at the night or evening. Just don't give uh, time to site visit or anything. Keep for you. That's a, that's a good thing because that will keep motivating you to do every day, perform much more.